Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For many women, menstruation isn't just uncomfortable and messy. It's also expensive. Tampons and sanitary pads add up, and every 28 days or so, most of us need a pretty big supply. The St. Louis Alliance for Period Supplies formed last year. It's an initiative of the St. Louis area diaper bank. And this March, it began distributing feminine hygiene products to the women who need them the most. And yes, March was right as the pandemic plunged many, many households into poverty and other bad conditions. And that only has made the group's work more critical. And so joining us today to talk about it is Laurel Segrist. She's the program manager for the St. Louis Alliance for Period Supplies. Uh, Laurel, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So you chose a very tough time to launch. I I have to imagine that was not intentional. What had you envisioned for your first month of operation? Yeah, no, great question. Not this. Uh, We (laughs) definitely planned on joining forces with our four pilot partners, and they're all in different service sectors around St. Louis, and we were going, our operations as normal were to get them period kits that they could give to their clients or their students or their patients um, as more of a holistic service model. And you say period kits. What's in a period kit? Yeah, so it depends what kit you get. But right now, the COVID kits have uh, 18 items. We're just upping it to 20 items, actually. They can get overnight pads, super tampons, regular tampons, panty liners, regular tampons, again. So basically anything you need to get through that monthly cycle. Yep, that's the plan. That's our hope. Okay, so you guys had these period kits. You were planning to distribute them with these four partners. Then the coronavirus hit, and man, just everything changed overnight. So what happened? Did you guys just decide, hey, you know what? We'll just wait a year to launch. (laughs) I know the answer to that question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we all sat down at the main table here in the office, and we're like, what are we going to do? We got supplies. We got support. Let's Let's find out who's going to be open to give Hmm. these supplies out. And thankfully, the Diaper Bank has some awesome partnerships with the St. Louis County Libraries and Affinia Healthcare. And, you know, we made some calls and we said, who's doing drive-up distribution? Because I guess that's where we're going to be. And then we jumped in. And so uh, this week is actually our 10th distribution in and around the community at one of uh, six spots. So you're basically looking for almost like a drive-through window uh, that's already in operation? Yeah, so we knew that people were going to be giving out supplies in this drive-by model. And when you are in crisis and you don't have a lot of resources, the last thing you want to do is drive to three different places to get your basic needs met, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think just it made a lot of sense to go, where can we make sure people can get all the things they need in one stop? Okay, so these places, I imagine they're giving out things like food and maybe the more obvious things that we think about yeah. when, when we think about people in need. Well, what yeah. made you realize that, hey, these kind of supplies for when people get their periods, these are equally important as getting them food? Yeah, so... For me personally, the last three years in St. Louis, I've been working in social services, doing in-home work. And period supplies were one thing that wasn't covered by the programs the state was offering or by the social services here in St. Louis. And women would have to ask me, you know, can I get these supplies from you? And I Mm -hmm. would say, you know, I... I don't actually have them. And then that turned really quickly, which I think most teachers and social workers can speak to into me buying them out of my own pocket. Oh, boy. 
if someone is, you know, in a place where they need that item so much that they're willing to ask a stranger, then I think that speaks to the need, right? Yeah, and this is something that I think so many of us, even women, are just a little uncomfortable talking about. And so for somebody to say yeah. to, to somebody who's there helping them to say, hey, like, this is this is something, can you help me with this? That must have been hard for some of these women. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. And I mean, I was on the other end of it and I could feel the tension and the stress and the shame. The shame was huge. And I think that was one moment when I realized that this alliance would be forming, that I wanted to be a part of it. And how crazy to think of this as shame. I mean, this is something that we all deal with. I shouldn't say all, but we, you know, women, we all deal with. Yeah, no, a huge percentage of the population of the world experiences a period every month. And you know, we're doing a lot of work here to try to make sure that people, when they need to ask for help, the only thing they have to say is, can I get some? And there isn't a feeling of shame or despair that comes with it because nobody needs that extra burden. You mentioned that there um, that there are some state programs paying for other things that, that don't pay for this. Um, that seems like a pretty bad oversight right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we, we all know about SNAPs in um, goal of getting people food. And we know that there are places where you can go like the diaper bank and try to get supplies through you know a social worker or a nurse but you know this is one area that has just been overlooked for a long time for a myriad of reasons so for those of you who are who are now tackling this and and you know are working on this initiative how are you paying for the supplies that you're putting into these kids i'm I, they're not cheap we you know that's something women can tell you oh yeah no it's a lot of money and I think this is one of my favorite parts of my job right now, the community support. St. Louis shows up for people when it comes to a very specific need. You say, hey, we need regular tampons and regular tampons come in the door. And I am so grateful for that. And I think part of that is the amazing network that the Diaper Bank has spent the last five years building. Um, not being afraid to ask for help from the community has been a big thing at this office and it shows up. So we have ambassador spots around the city. People mail us Amazon packages of regular tampons and overnight tampons all the time. And it's so encouraging. I mean, right now, up until, actually up until two weeks ago, we had not bought a single period product. Wow. So people were just donating these, they individuals making these purchases and then bringing them to you. Yes. And just for some context of how many this is, from March 1st to June 1st, we handed out 116,314 pads and tampons. Wow. I mean, those are, that's it's just amazing. I mean, I'm kind of taken aback by, as you say, the generosity of St. Louisans on this front. But I also have to ask the cynical part of me, is this possibly sustainable to keep up that volume? Yeah. So we had not planned to give out that many at all. And a lot of that came up with the pandemic because suddenly you have people that their whole lives they have experienced generational poverty, right? But all of a sudden this pandemic threw a bunch of people from the middle class into a place where they didn't know if they were going to be able to pay their rent or turn their lights on or get food. And they aren't signed up for all these programs to get assistance. Mm -hmm. And so when the pandemic happened, we started seeing people show up at our distribution sites asking for help that have probably never had to ask for help in their life. 
Hmm. I, I know there was a study last year. This was led by Ann Siebert Kuhlman. She's an associate professor of behavioral science and health education at St. Louis University. Um, at that point, she highlighted that two-thirds of low-income residents lack um, access to period supplies. That's two-thirds even before the pandemic. I, I imagine this has to just have exacerbated the Senate into warp speed. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I in speaking to the sustainability of the program, that's something that's really important to me because I want this to be here for a long time because this need isn't going away next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think calling on people to say, hey, you know, if, if this is something that speaks to you and you want to help us make it sustainable, we will find a way to work together and to do that. So if people want to give you money as opposed to just going out and buying a box of tampons, you would accept that money. Oh, yeah. Both sides. <laughs> well, I'm glad we no can clarify shame. Yeah. that. And I, yeah. hope there's, I hope there's someone listening. Um, this is the St. Louis Alliance for Period Supplies that Laurel Segrist is telling us about today. And they're part of the, uh, the St. Louis area diaper bank. I imagine the contact info for all that is going to be easy to find with a little Google search there. Is that is that correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're the only diaper bank in St. Louis, and we're the only alliance for period supplies in St. Louis. Okay, so if someone wants to reach out and help, they have no excuse. Uh, You guys are very easy to find. We'll also link that all on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. But bigger picture, there's a couple other things you're working on that are pretty neat. I want to just ask you about quickly here. One is that you guys are fighting the quote-unquote tampon tax. What is the tampon tax? Yeah, so if you are getting an essential item such as food, there is uh, allowances made for that when it comes to taxation uh, because people recognize that you can't live without food and they want to remove as many barriers as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when it comes to things like diapers and pads and tampons, that hasn't been the case. Even though you can't really get through life without using them, uh, there's still a tax on them and that tax is actually fairly high. And so... A lot of our work is pushed towards, you know, can we lower that tax with the end goal of abolishing it completely? We want to make sure that tampons and pads are looked at in the same light as food. So this would basically be to get that sales tax um, way down so people would be paying the same level for a sanitary product as they would um, a banana. Yeah, that would be the goal. Okay. And also, I understand your organization does some education work. What does that look like? Yeah, so this is probably one of my favorite parts because it's the social worker and me talking. But (laughs) I love the opportunities that we've had to connect with young people. Before the pandemic, I was at Metro High School here in St. Louis talking with teens, and they're so receptive. It's so encouraging. There's a huge tide that's changing in our approach and our ability to talk about periods without the stigma around it, and that's so encouraging. And so one of the things that we just did was for Menstrual Hygiene Awareness Day on May 28th, we put on our website a small guide for parents who are overwhelmed at the prospect of talking about a first period with Mm. their teen. And so there's a little bit of uh, education there. There's some resources. And then there's also a survey that you can hop on and take. And it's about your first period experience. And we're going to use the responses to that survey to build our first period program. And that means that, you know, if you're at St. Mary's and you're going into an appointment with your mom and you know you're going to get your period soon asking for a first period kit. Uh, And it's a little something extra. And it comes with some extra education about how to tackle it. That's great. And so that's, again, that's all on that same website, the St. Louis Alliance for Period Supplies. Yep. Okay. Well, I want to refer people to that um, if they're looking for education, if they're looking to help, or if they're looking for help. It sounds like, uh, Laurel Seagrest, you've got them covered on all fronts. 
We're definitely working towards it. Our team is trying. Well, Laurel, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and thank you for the important work you're doing, uh, dealing with something that many of us would rather not talk about. But man, it's a fact of life. And uh, this is some good work y'all are doing. And again, that's the St. Louis Alliance for Period Supplies. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.